Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Ridge Community Church Podcast. My name is John. I'm one of the pastors on staff at the Ridge, and our vision is to bring the hope of Jesus into every home. So as a piece of that, our goal each week is to bring you something that's hopeful and helpful. So subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any hopeful and helpful conversations. Hey, everyone, and thanks for listening to this episode of the Ridge Podcast. If you find today's episode hopeful and helpful, then please follow or subscribe and then rate and review so that more people can find the conversation. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to give us a follow and turn on notifications so that you don't miss any of these helpful things. Now, today, we're joined by the Oak Creek Franklin Ridge Kids Director, Amanda Zins. Now, as we head into the Christmas season, we wanted to talk about hey, how do you help your kids focus less on the receiving of gifts and more about what Christmas really means. And then, well, how do you talk about Santa Claus? We talk about those things and more in my conversation with Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Thanks for coming on to the podcast. Thanks for having me. All right. So we're in we're in Christmas season mode, right? We've moved past Thanksgiving. We are. Uh, are you a, are you a Christmas music before Thanksgiving person? Are you a Christmas person at all? I love Christmas. Okay. Good. Um, I would probably have it up some of November, except for I am married to a Grinch who has decided (laughs) Christmas only comes up after Thanksgiving. So I am waiting. I waited until after Thanksgiving to start putting up stuff. So So are you completely done decorating? Are you like, it's like before the end of November and you're like, everything's ready. Everything's out to go. I don't because I shamefully have a ridiculously a large amount of Christmas decor. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm about halfway done. You sponsored by Hobby Lobby? Is that uh <laughs> Hobby Lobby, Michaels, Amazon, whatever. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's how, how is it? So you're married to a Grinch. Uh does he like do you like have to look work through how many decorations there are or who you like is he just like go for it? Um once Thanksgiving hits, he's like go for it. But then I do have the do we really need this much stuff? And then he's like, do you think we can whittle down the number of bins of Christmas stuff we have? <laughs> and I'm like, maybe. Uh, yeah. Or maybe I next just, year. Maybe next maybe year. Next, yeah. I will, that's my, I, I'll go through it this year and I'll figure out what I don't want anymore. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, if you are a Christmas person, like what, what is it about Christmas that you love? Um, it's actually not just the day. I love the whole time period from Thanksgiving through Christmas. Um, it's because it's it's the season. We do fun things as a family, through, like kind of to celebrate Christmas almost all month long. And mm-hmm. so that's what I think I love the most about it is because it's not just a one day like, hey, baby Jesus came, we celebrated and like the next we're celebrating the new year. It's like the whole month we get to celebrate um, just the fun things that come with the season. That's awesome. And do your, do your kids celebrate with you pretty much? Or do they, are they like, uh, are some of them little Grinches? Like what is, what does that look they, like? Really, none of them are Grinches. They all take probably a little bit more after their mother on that one. Um, <laughs> because now they have the fun of, I let them go and pick out their own Christmas decor and they get to decorate mm. their bedrooms. Cause mm. you know, why not? Yeah. Um, and they all have their own little tree that they get to decorate and help pick how they decorate that goes in their bedroom. And so um, they have, I would say, probably just as much fun with the holidays as I do, which, you know, 
poor dad, but. Do you approve of their Christmas style? Or are some of them you're like, I don't know if you've quite made it into, uh, you won't be decorating our tree anytime soon. <laughs> well. You don't so, have to answer that. <laughs> I have my tree. Okay. And then I have the family tree. Oh, so okay. I would say I probably have about five trees in my house of different. Oh my goodness. Okay. So you really do love Christmas. Okay. This is, this is perfect for this then. Okay. <laughs> This is, this is a perfect conversation for you. All right. So, okay. So one of the things about Christmas that a lot of people, I don't know if they can talk about, or um, I think there's an easy temptation, right? When you think about Christmas is to fall into, okay, well, Christmas time, Christmas is presents. Christmas is when I'm getting presents. I think especially when you're a kid, right? It's like, what presents am I getting? Even, you know, even as an adult, maybe you're thinking a lot more about, oh, I'm, I'm getting these presents for my kids. Or I'm getting these presents for my family. Um, but I feel like the majority of the focus for a kid typically uh, is on the gifts they're getting, right? Making their Christmas list to Santa, or, or I don't know if you guys do Santa in your house, but um, do you do Santa? We do. Okay. And do uh, all your kids, do they all, are they all believing in Santa still? Or is um, some of them figured some I, stuff out? My oldest last year after Christmas found out and so okay. that was an interesting conversation for us um no we we do um i mean you can you blame kids about wanting to focus on gifts i mean mm. as adults we kind of can get wrapped up into the same thing and so as kids they're unfiltered versions of us mm. and so they don't have the context of oh hey it's the thought that counts or hey, I know this person is going through a tough time, but they still thought of me and bought me a gift. They mm. do get wrapped up in the, how many gifts do I have? Do I get what I want? How many am I going to get? Because I'm, they haven't learned the context behind gift giving yet. Mm. And so we can't really fault them for that because this is our opportunity to teach them to have that thought process through when giving and getting gifts. Okay, so then let's let's dive into that then. So... Um... There's probably a few different facets to that, but how do you start having those conversations with your kids that are like, hey, guess what? It's not just your new Lego set that you got. Um, it's more than that. Um, I would say, so what's some, something that we started um, a few years ago is we decided to cut back on the gifts that we give them mm. as parents and mm. as Santa. Um, and we let them start picking out gifts for their siblings. And it's been kind of fun to see because as we, uh, we actually just for this year, we actually just did this a couple of nights ago. I give them, I like, I take them aside and I ask them, Hey, what do you want to get your sibling? Mm -hmm. And sometimes they have like great and thoughtful ideas and I love it. And then I will search it up and filter it because I have a certain amount that I allow them to spend on each other sure. and then let them pick out whatever gift that falls for versus sometimes just like a couple nights ago, my my youngest decided he wanted to get his brother a gift that he likes. Mm. So I went, is that something that he would actually enjoy? Mm. And he went, mm, you're right. Let's get him this instead. And it's the idea of we're teaching them that it's better to give people things than like, and to be thoughtful about it. Because it mm. doesn't matter about the price tag. It's about the thought. And so it's been fun to watch because we do this for Christmas and birthdays. 
they are more excited about, hey, I can't wait to show you what I got you hmm. versus, yeah, I can't wait to see what you got me. And it's been a fun shift because it, it's going to take time to get them from I'm so excited for my presence to I'm more excited to give other people presents to the next transition is it's not about the presence. And so I think it's a it's a slow process to get them through that. Yeah. But it's an important one. I love the question that you ask. I love that it's not uh, it's not just, hey, your sibling wouldn't like that. Get them something different. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, how do you think? And obviously every kid's different, right? And so some are going to be old enough to be able to process through that better than mm -hmm. others. Um, but I love that that's a question. Like you're encouraging them to think critically about it. Well, of course, because like they know their siblings probably better than I do sometimes because mm -hmm. they spend so much time together and playing together. And so in even just... Are you buying it because you are hoping that you get to play with it at some yeah. point? Or are you <laughs> buying it because you think that they actually love it? Because I love when they are like, oh, I really want to get this person this because I know how much it would mean to them. Or I, I know they don't have it. And so that's the it's a it's a fun shift to see in kids. And like I said, it's it's a slow process because as humans, we are bad at it. We are naturally selfish. Yeah, I. My love language is gift receiving, so it's an interesting mm, for me yeah. because it's a natural bend for us. And so how do we naturally unbend it and turn it towards the real reason behind why we're doing everything we're doing? So in the, are there any other questions that you might ask, right? So you mentioned one being like, oh, do you think your your sibling would, would really enjoy that? Are there any other questions that you might ask to like help them in that process? Um, sometimes I ask them if there is something that they could do instead. Um, so my husband's really good at this because normally I, um, don't need much. And so what is something like the coupon book for mom? Mm. What, do you do, like, what are acts of service that you can do? What are experiences that you could have together? That's more important than in like a gift. And yeah. so it's the, it's more than just what we can put into a box. Can we give each other memories? Can we give each other experiences instead of just what's there? Do you think that opens them up to receiving those types of things better as well? Because I think that's that that's kind of an interesting facet, I think, right? So it's like you encourage them, hey, could you give them an experience? And then so then even themselves, they're not so focused on more stuff, right? Oh, yeah. And it's hard for them to wait. I mean... It's hard for anyone to wait, but for kids, the idea of like, oh, well, I'm going to get this gift, but there's nothing in that gift, mm. but it's going to, and then there's the excitement for later, like, oh, I get to go do this or context. They love when my oldest builds them something with Legos because they naturally can't, they're not as, I don't want to say talented, but they haven't quite had the uh, repertoire of building different yes. Lego sets. As <laughs> and yeah. so they'll be like, oh, Levi's going to build me blah, 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 blah. And they get more excited about that because it's something that they can't do for themselves, but they're excited that their brother is willing to do it for them. And so, yeah. Yeah. So I I'm curious, as a parent, when, when your kids are um, – when they are in the mode when they're focused about the gifts, right? Because you're talking about kind of like, oh, the transition is taking place. 
but I'm sure there's a point in which the transition is not taking place. Is that mm. frustrating? Do you have to like process through that and like so that you're don't you don't get unfairly frustrated with them? <laughs> I'm sure that never happens. Uh, no, never. What does that look like? Um, there is, and it's just being okay that we all take steps back, I guess, and being mm. being honest with ourselves that even even as adults, we'll like we still have that gut response and yeah. to process through that and be okay with, hey, yeah, my kid focused more on the gift this time. But then look at the circumstances around it. Were they overtired? Were they cranky? <laughs> I mean, all of these things play into our emotional stat, like our emotional health. If if we are overtired, if we are haven't had enough sleep, if we haven't like had a healthy meal in two days, like sometimes during the holiday season, it's easier for us to take slide that back instead of being at our best and healthiest. And so mm. being fair with your kids about it, because we're not all going to be perfect all the time. And so if they do have a, they are more focused with the gift. Mm. It's not reflective of you as a parent. It's not reflective as your kid being greedy or selfish. It is a one-time occurrence and work through that. Talk to them after. Talk to them after they've eaten something healthy. Talk to them after they've had a good night's sleep. And could we have responded better to this gift? Could we have focused more on, you know, saying thank you to grandma versus opening the present? <laughs> like, be honest, <laughs> be open with, that might not have been the best response or the best focus at the time. Can we get through that and talk about it after? And if you do it in a way that's not like shame on you, how could you, you made me look bad. It's healthy for the kids at whatever their age at to reflect back on, mm, maybe that, maybe I could have been nicer to this person that I love. Mm. Yeah. I, I assume that probably even comes in somewhat to like, like the self conversation, right? Where maybe you got them a gift or something and your kid's not stoked about it. And it's like, are you kidding me? You know, I gave you the, I work hard. I gave you this gift. You know what I mean? And I think that's, uh, I really like that perspective that you, you share about like, I don't know, being, having fair expectations of your kids. Um, I also think, you know, it sounds like it's helpful to remember like what you're hoping for, for your kids during that time. Right. It's not about, um, like you mentioned, like the reflection on yourself, it's about, hey, well, how can I help them grow from this? You know? Well, because it's not a one, t like this isn't a test. This isn't a quiz. This is how do are we giving them mechanisms to process and cope with things going forward? Because they are going to have to deal with how do they accept gifts in the future? How do they deal with people in the future? And so it's like, and then, the most important thing, how do they talk to themselves about themselves? Mm. So it's like, if we are worried about this test, this quiz of gifts and how they receive them this Christmas, then we're focusing too small. We're focusing too, mm. too important on the results versus the process of how to get through that. Mm. And so that we're growing children to be successful and happy and healthy adults. Yeah. It's the reflection of how are they right now in this moment because if I looked back at my eight 
five, 15 year old self, there's probably lots of times that I fell short of what I would accept as good behavior for me looking back. Mm-hmm. And it's just process It's just a road to where I am now. So it's how do we be fair to our kids and not chalk them up as being greedy and selfish when they're just processing through a very overstimulating season for them. That's really good. I I mean, I still have this, I have this distinct memory of, I really wanted a very specific gift for Christmas one year as a kid and getting something from my brother that was like kind of a, it was like a fun gift. It was like a remote control car or whatever. Mm -hmm. And very fun gift, right? And I remember being like, "Wow!" Oh, but I wanted this other thing. And so I, I wanted to return it to like get money to do that. And I just, I still to this day feel bad about that. Like I'm thinking back and like self-reflecting and be like, wow, what like a, that is, that was not a good John moment. <laughs> uh, and I think that, you know, we all have those types of moments where we wanted something or we focus too much on one thing or the other. And, um, I think it's super helpful to have that frame of like, no, it's like, it's a progress. It's a process. And we're not going to arrive in that spot overnight. But if we do allow ourselves to like talk through and have conversations, like that starts to like move you towards a place where you're like, well, maybe I have a healthier thought process around gifts and stuff as a whole. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm still working on it. I still thought that. (laughs) I mean, it's it's a never ending process because we do, we have our gut reaction and Mm -hmm. then you contextualize, why did I have that gut reaction? Mm. And yeah, maybe I shouldn't have. And there are some bad, you know, Amanda moments that I'm not proud of, especially (laughs) giving gifts, but it's the moving forward. How do we get better at it? How do we not focus so much on, the gift that I got versus the intent behind it, the um, thought of the someone else thinking of me. They don't have to give me a gift, mm. but they thought of me and they wanted to. And so how do we get through that and help our kids understand? There's a lot more to just getting the gift than getting the gift. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. I, I do wonder how much just like Santa in general plays into this, right? And I'm not like an anti-Santa person. All right. So don't, don't hear that. Uh, but I do think that like, oh, Santa gives gifts, mm. right? You're not giving Santa something like you're like asking, you're writing a letter to Santa, you're getting something and there's no thought of like what you're giving to other people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm, I'm curious if that plays an element into the focus on getting, um, Oh, I would totally think so. I mean, Santa is the like epitome of you didn't have to do any if as long as you have good behavior, you got gifts. Um, (laughs) And I do the air quote for good because as as a parent, no matter how bad our child has been, even the weeks leading up to Christmas and we are so frustrated with them, for the most part, they still get the gifts behind under the tree Um, because it's a we're it's kind of programmed into us. Um, So that doesn't, it doesn't surprise me that we have a gift giving culture because we do have Santa as a gift. But if you look at the flip side, if Santa in our house, Santa is a reflection of God. Hmm. He gave us the most ultimate gift, Jesus. And so in his nature, he is the, the greatest gift giver. How can we be the greatest gift giver? 
also because we are made in his image and we are made um, to portray his characteristics. And so um, it's an interesting twist because um, we do celebrate. We do have Santa in our house. Um, but it's fun to see the ties my kids try to make between Santa and God. Um, I say that because, um, so last year, Levi, my oldest, uh, believed, um, until he went to school after Christmas break and must have mentioned it to somebody and he came back with questions. But before that, my kids were sitting at the din- the dinner table discussing how Santa gets in and out of our house. And so it was a, it was an interesting conversation to overhear and their end result was that God must have given him the magical touch to get in and out of houses without anyone noticing. And I was like, "Okay, you came to your own conclusion. I'm good with that." <laughs> okay, well, hey, let's let's dive into the Santa thing then. Okay, so uh Levi comes home. And how old how old is Levi? So he was a fifth grader. Okay. So he was um, 10 going on 11. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I mean, for the record, I've I've heard all different ages for when somebody first finds out, especially an oldest. Um, mm-hmm. Typically the oldest kid will find out at the latest age. Yes. Um, so... He comes to you with questions. How do you talk through that with him? Or what did that conversation look like, if you don't mind sharing? Of course. Um, so he goes, I think, I don't think Santa's real. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh. I go, why do you say that? Goes, My friends were were saying some stuff. I'm like, oh. <laughs> what do you believe? And yeah. he goes, well, I think he's not real. I said, that's interesting. He goes, are you mad at me? No, I'm not mad at you. I go first. Mm-hmm. I, I have a few questions. I go first. Did you know before Christmas? He said, no. I said, good. I'm glad. And he goes, why? I go, because you had one last Christmas that you got to experience all of the magic mm-hmm. and the belief without having it um, tampered with. And I sure. said, so I'm excited that you got that one last Christmas to just mm-hmm. feel like to completely be in that moment and not have any of the other impact on it. And I go, my second question is, who, what made you think Santa was just one person? Hmm. And he's like, yeah, what do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, movies, the TV shows. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Right. I go, Santa isn't just a person. Levi. I go, Santa is a feeling. I go, Santa is a an emotion and a, I go, so many people create Santa. Mm-hmm. I go, it is not felt by just one person. I go, how do you think he got all over the world? How do you think he gets into every home? I go, it's not just one person doing it. I go, it's tons of people doing it. It's tons of people going out of their way to care and love for other people with no thought of getting anything back. Yeah. I said, that's Santa. I go, the best part is now you get to be part of that journey with us. I go, you get to help us make that in this house. I go, so you, I don't want you to tell your siblings because now you get to help us create that same magic for them. And now you're just part of the club. Mm. I said, but you don't get a coat or boots. 
<laughs> there you go. That's that's how you really make it make it real, right? Give them a little little fake beard. Little, yeah. And so it's been interesting because this year now we're going through it, and it's he still has the magic of it. I guess mm, yeah. still is enjoying it because I I didn't say hey. We've been lying to you. There's no Santa. It's just mom and dad. <laughs> That's it's, a great lead in. We lied right? to you. <laughs> right? It's the, it was never one person. Hmm. Like the movies portrayed that, but it was never one person that was Santa. Yeah. It was the, how do we as a culture love and care for other people? Hmm. That was like, that's Santa. That's not anything else outside of that. Did and maybe this is broader than just just Levi, right? Maybe this is in conversations you've had with other parents and things like that. Um, but I know that I've heard like a, a connection sometimes kids will make between Santa not being real and then how they feel and process through like Jesus and God, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, is there anything else that like, mm -hmm. oh, is what about the Easter bunny? What about, you know, what about the tooth fairy? What about Jesus? You know what I mean? Like- mm -hmm. Did that happen at all? Um, do, it, do you have any advice for those types of things if they start to come up? I laugh because it didn't. Um, mm -hmm. It's interesting because the tooth fairy and all that still hasn't come up. Um, oh, interesting. Ready for that yeah. one. Because um, I was kind of figuring like all they were all going to fall at the same time. But no, they didn't. Um, but it's interesting because as parents, I think we get worried. Like, the terrifying moment is when our kids question faith. <gasps> mm. What are we going to do? Yeah. That's not the moment to react with that reaction. Kids don't mm. need you to worry. You should be ready and prepared for them to have questions. Because at some point in your faith journey, you had a question. Mm. And if the person responded with, a, oh, well, you can't say that. Don't believe that. That's not. If we react calmly and we talk through it, your kid will have a better understanding that faith isn't something that you can touch, see. Mm. It is completely there without being able to see it, touch it, or, like, have a firm grasp of it. Mm. Um, I would say the second thing, um, always reiterate, the Bible is true. Mm. There are true stories in the Bible that are backed up with scientific, like, evidence and chronological evidence and yeah. just go, the Bible is true, so we know God is true, and we know Jesus is true. Mm. Did he live a really long time ago? Yes. Mm. Did he get resurrected? Yes. Mm. And so if you are, the like, go with what you can go with mm. and build from there. Yeah. Don't overreact. Mm. <laughs> no, I think... I mean, that, that overreaction thing is huge. I think the other thing you said is like, it's really subtle, but I think really good, like prepared. Like mm -hmm. you, you've thought through, right? You're like, uh, you know, you're emotionally ready to have that conversation when it comes up and like, oh yeah, I'm expecting at some point your kid to have specific types of doubts or questions about faith, right? Because that's what everybody goes through. That's how you know you have an authentic and true faith. Um, and maybe that... And maybe, frankly, right now is super helpful as people are listening, like start thinking through those things because if Santa does come up and they find out Santa's not real, maybe those questions come up right after that, mm -hmm. you know, oh, well, what does this mean about Jesus, you know? Um, 
Yeah. Oh, and definitely be prepared because what our kids need from us isn't to know the Bible back and forth. That's not what they need from us. What they need from us is to be able to help them answer those questions, even if we're not the person that can answer it. Mm. And I think that's the biggest, like the biggest thing we can do for our kids. Don't worry about whether or not you have verses memorized. Don't Mm. worry whether or not you have every answer for every possible question your child will come to you with. Just be prepared so that you don't react emotionally, Mm. that you don't take it as a slam against your parent or your faith journey Mm. yourself. Like, just be ready and calm so that when they do come with that question, because they will, as adults, we come with questions. So be prepared for your kid to have that question. And instead of shaming them, instead of how can you not believe, just be ready to help guide them through help even if it's pointing them in a direction of another trusted adult Mm. hey you know what i don't know this answer let's find out together and go from there because Mm. that is the best thing for kids for faith because when we when we answer their big questions with little answers we submarine their like their foundation of faith Mm. that's really good Wow, you can wrap that that whole the, that's sort of in the bow. Let's post that as a podcast episode. That's golden. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I asked you about this like this like topic. Uh, I'm curious. Was there anything uh, as we kind of wrap up? Is there anything else that you're like, man? I, I was hoping I could be able to share this thing, or as I was reflecting, I was thinking about this. The answer is no. That's really fine too. Um, no, I guess my biggest thing is as parents, you're doing a good job. Like, mm. if that is all you get out of the podcast today. You are doing a good job. Right now is a season that is overstimulating for kids as it is for adults. And so make sure that you guys are taking care of yourselves, but your family unit as well. Because it is a season where we can go full throttle until the new year. And then by December 31st, we are all exhausted And we might have trampled on a few of our relationships and some of our family members' feelings. And so remember that the Christmas season isn't about how many things you do and how many lights you have up and how many presents you give and family events and all of that is really about spending time sharing the love of Jesus. And sometimes that means just you and your family and know that it's okay And I really, really hope that um, if you do have those questions that come up, if you do have that like gut response, stay calm. It's okay. We've all been there. We've all done it. We still will keep doing it um, because you're not alone in this. There are tons of people and articles and blogs that talk about how do you handle these questions? How do you um, help kids get through this? How do you help you get through this? Um, so never feel like you're alone in it. Always reach out. Um, because this parenting is not supposed to be a solo journey. It's supposed to be more of a community. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah. I mean, just sprinkle this in and if you, and for any support and backup, like make sure your kids are coming to rich kids, you know, because they're going to be, that's when they're going to have a connection with a small group leader. That's when they're going to be able to, you know, be in an environment where you have some some teammates and uh, people that are help partnering along the way as you um, are parenting. 
Well, especially my kids don't always take the best advice from me. Hmm. Sometimes they need to hear it from someone else. Yeah. Even if I've been saying it all along. But having that trusted adult or small group leader that is saying the same things to your child, sometimes that's when it clicks for them. Because, mm. oh, mom's always saying that versus the small group leader that I think is cool and I have fun with. Well, now they're saying that maybe it's true. Mm. So you aren't alone. Ridge Kids is awesome. Just saying. <laughs> well, Amanda, thank you so much. Thanks for, for sharing on this and talking, talking to us. I think it's going to be super helpful for, for lots of people. Thank you. Thank you. And hopefully it is. And I just hope everyone has a Merry Christmas. Well, that was my conversation with Amanda. And I love the way that she asks helpful questions to help reframe her kids' mindsets. I also love her encouragement to really think through how you want to respond on the day when your kids share that they're having questions about faith. That can be so helpful and so important to respond in a really helpful way. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ridge Podcast and make sure to follow and subscribe so that you don't miss any hopeful and helpful conversations.